Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Welcome to Paradigms. It's Sunday evening, July 19th. I'm Baruch, speaking to you from the WBKM studios in Burlington, Vermont. This is an abbreviated Paradigms podcast. The live show had guest Charlie Messing and his accompanist Ben Littenberg on stand-up bass. The recording for the live performance was lost due to a technical problem. But what we do have available for you in this podcast is some other recordings of Charlie's music, as well as the music that Charlie asked me to play that comes from his past and has been part of his musical inspiration. So we'll be hearing from artists like Howlin' Wolf and Tom Waits. We'll also be hearing an interview with Dr. Mark Saper, who's a physician and co-founder of Retropole.org. Retropole.org provides an alternative to corporate poll information. So stay tuned and listen to the music and hear our interview with Dr. Shaper on Paradigms. We're going to start out with a song called Uncloudy Day by the Staple Singers. Oh, yeah. Well, well. 
no stone no stone This is Charlie Messing playing a Michael Hurley song called Automatic Slim. And we will still be playing 
until midnight And we will still be playing in the dawn's early light And if you don't believe us Then why don't you come and see us We'll be right here from July to June. And if you get in trouble, you're gonna want to turn to just a call upon the fat boy. And we will pull you through You fall into the river And you drift in the current Don't have no fear The fat boys are here Lamps gotta glow 
wind gotta blow some gotta stay some gotta go That was Day in the Country by Charlie Messing. Here's Dr. Mark Saper. Uh, my name is Mark Saper. I'm a physician. I do family practice or general medicine, primary care out here in California a couple of days a week. Uh, right now with Alameda County Medical Center in a outlying uh, clinic. I'm 68 years old and I had a very varied medical career and have been a political activist for most of my life mostly in the peace movement and movements for social justice. I was medical director of uh, a, uh, a geriatric program, part of the PACE program, program of all-inclusive care for the elderly. Uh, the program here in Oakland was called the Center for Elders Independence, and I did that almost 10 years. And then when I decided that uh, I needed to have a less stressful life uh, at the age of 60, I, uh, I cut back and this other uh, work and continue to do things like writing and uh, I write fiction as well as um, comment in newspapers and write a lot of op-eds and I've done some media criticism work with uh, we set up a group called uh, Retropoll which did some polling to counter some of the bias in the mainstream polling organizations and that can be found at www.retropoll.org Currently, I'm working with a project called NotAnotherDime.net, the campaign against U.S. terror weapons, particularly focused on the uh, United States support for the attacks on Gaza that Israel has carried out. So that uh, program can be viewed, as I said, at NotAnotherDime.net on the web. I'm a grandfather of six youngsters, and uh, we're about to take two of them out to a science museum right now. That's what I do in life, by and large. And what are some visions you have of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans? As a grandfather, you have a, a really special investment in the future. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this question, Baruch, since you gave it to me in advance. I've had it for some time, and I'm just kind of pondering it. And, you know, it's really kind of, a, at some level, it's a philosophical question. I mean, obviously, um, our species and even life on Earth are, are temporary. Who knows how long life in the universe may continue to persist, but certainly um, on Earth it's not going to last forever. At some point the sun will burn out and explode and so forth. But that isn't really what you're asking about. You're asking about more in the immediate future, such as our children and grandchildren, and in the next uh, several hundred years, and probably in the context of how much damage we've done to the environment ourselves. But I think that in, in that respect, it, it's almost impossible to predict. My visions of a viable future for life on Earth, including humans, involve whether or not we are able to come to terms with who we are as a species. We have these incredibly powerful brains that are capable of mastering huge amounts of information and knowledge and understanding of the world, but we are still governed largely by feelings, beliefs that are often culturally instilled and may not reflect the actual needs of our species or others included. And we are governed under states which we have set up ourselves that are 
by and large, powerful institutions <coughs> that do more harm to progress than uh, than than we would like to believe. The future certainly uh, require that humanity stand up and uh, and and say no to an awful lot of the processes that go on within the the organized states as they are currently structured, which isn't to say that culture doesn't have awful lot of good benefits for us all, but we're social creatures, and our conformance to social norms seems to be built into us on some level. It's what allows us to have large societies, but um, on the other hand, uh, we have the ability to say no and to and to organize against processes that look counterproductive. I think that social evolution has shown itself to be a double-edged sword, and it certainly has escaped biological evolution in the sense that biological evolution cannot keep up with social evolution. Biological evolution requires generations and generations for more effective groups, species, and so forth to to survive under difficult natural environments and conditions. Social evolution creates the possibility of mass destructions that are man-made and creation of environments that are tremendously counterproductive. From an early age, I always felt very strongly about injustice. I think this, this, this came into my consciousness because I was growing up as a Jew right after World War II. I was born during the war, 1941, and, you know, there was anti-Semitism in the United States as well as what happened uh, in, in Europe during the war. Anyway, this, these, the idea that, um, that all people are created equal and that men were capable of tremendous humanity, these ideas gripped me at a very young age, and I felt like that to any extent that we can be free, we have to be able to, you know, really stand up and say no before we are totally victimized by such things as, as, as humans are capable of, all humans being capable of these things. We are all contradictory beings. Each of us as individuals has our dark side. We like to think of good people and bad people, or the people have the right ideas and the wrong ideas and so forth. And there are certainly people who are guilty of particularly heinous crimes and you know, mass crimes and genocides and so forth, but there's this element of human nature, the possibility to reach great heights and uh, the ability to, to fall to the greatest depth. Back to the question of what inspires me, I mean, every day you see heroism of all kinds, and of course, uh, depending on how people think about things and their ideology, they different ideas of what heroism is, but, um, you know, I, I visited Palestine, occupied Palestine last year with the Middle East Children's Alliance, and it's just really amazing to see how people can go on with their lives and uh, be able to laugh and smile, and when uh, 60 years, for 60 years, that future has looked so bleak and so uh, disastrous, and everyone has had family members imprisoned, tortured, if not killed in the occupation, and, uh, you know, it's inspiring when I've been throughout my life in places like that. I interviewed Dr. Helen Caldicott last week, and she said similar things to what you're saying, and I asked her, how do you hold 
the awareness of all these things without going into despair and her response was well I'm a doctor and as a doctor you know if we go into despair when our patient is not doing well then the patient will die so I guess I want to ask you the same question how do you not live in despair when you hold the awareness of all these things I've always tried to um, continue to practice medicine because I feel like it's what I what I can contribute uh, as much as anything else, and I've always practiced in uh, community settings in nonprofit medicine and public health departments, and it's that is also a big part of my inspiration. But in addition, I want to say that what keeps me from despairing, I do despair. I'm not going to say that I don't despair. I spend a lot of my time in despair. Activism is one of the one of the most important things in my life that pulls me out of my despair. And luckily, I've never had a serious period of depression in my life. But certainly, I'm constantly in and out of feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, powerlessness, and despair myself. Is there anything you'd like to add that you want to say to people? Well, I think we have to fight the good fight, you know, and uh, do the best we can. And it, it, it goes all the way from the personal to the political and uh, you know we have to we have to do it with a degree of humility and yet be forceful and nothing wrong with being opinionated as long as you can admit mistakes and be honest and sincere and not just put yourself ahead of other people you know that's what I think thank you you're welcome thank you Dr. Saper you can find out more about retropole.org by going to their website find out more about what Dr. Saper is up to. Here's Charlie messing with the Johnson City Blues. Tennessee River 
down below the Lockheed Dam. Well, I was looking for my good gal, hoping she'd miss her man. Oh, daddy, sweet daddy, well, I know you're gonna leave me now, but I don't need now, daddy, no hope. Oh, down in Johnson City, Hospitality Kindest bunch of people In the state of Tennessee Well I'm tired Tired of roaming This away I'm going back To Johnson City Someday Go back and see Someday This is one of the folks that Charlie Messing asked me to play One of his inspirations Howlin' Wolf with Little Red Rooster Please. 
Here's Charlie Messing doing a couple of Tom Waits songs. The first one is called Tango Till They're Sore, and the second one is Briar and the Rose. When you play that tower until all the hounds they start to roar, the boys all go to hell and then the Cubans hit the floor. They drive along the pipeline, they tango till they're sore. They take apart their nightmares and they leave them by the door. Let me fall out of the window with confetti in my hair. Do you love Jack so better on a blanket by the stair? I'll tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. So send me off to bed forevermore Be sure they play my theme song I guess daisies will have to do Just get me to New Orleans And paint shadows on the pews Turn the spit on that keg, kick the drum and let me down. Put my clarinet beneath your bed till I get back in town. Let me fall out of the window with confetti in my hair. Till I'll jack so better on a blanket by the stair. I'll tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. So send me off to bed forevermore Be sure she's all in calico And the color of our door Wave the flag on Cadillac Day And a skillet on the wall Cut me a switch Hold your breath till the sun go down Write my name on the hood Send me off to another town Let me fall out of the window With confetti in my hair Do you like how Jack On a blanket by the stair I'll tell you all my secrets But I lie about my past So send me off to bed forevermore Send me off to bed forevermore Send me off to bed forevermore I fell asleep down by a stream There I had the strangest dream Down by Brennan's Glen There grows a briar and a rose There's a tree Forest, but I don't know where I built a nest 
out of your hair and climbing up into the air of briar and a rose I don't know how long it has been but I was born in Brennan's glen at the end of spring there grows a briar and rose I picked one early morn I pricked my finger on a thorn They'd grown so close Their winding wall The briar and the rose I tried to tell them both apart I felt a bullet in my heart All dressed up in spring's new clothes A briar and a rose And a This is Tom Waits with Innocent When You Dream.
Before we head into our final musical offering of the night, I just wanted to thank two sponsors, both of whom have provided free software support for this show, Paradigms. Kakos.com, C-O-C-K-O-S.com, donated the license for a piece of software called Reaper, which is a sound engineering suite. Thank you very much for that. And the folks at feedforall.com donated a license for their software, Feed for All, to help get the podcast up and running. So thanks to both of those supporters. Finally, taking us home for the night, Bob Dylan with Visions of Johanna. Just like the night to play tricks when you're trying to be so quiet. We sit here stranded, though we're all doing our best to deny it. And Louise holds a handful of rain, tempting you to defy it. Lights flicker from the opposite loft 
In this room the heat pipes just cough The country music station plays soft But there's nothing, really nothing to turn off Just Louise and her lover so entwined And these visions of Johanna that conquer my mind The empty lot where the ladies play Blind man's bluff with the keychain And the all-night girls They whisper of escapades out on the D-train We can hear the night watchman Click his flashlight, ask himself if it's him or them It's insane She's just near She's delicate And seems like the mirror But she just makes it all too concise And too clear That Johanna's not here The ghost of electricity Howls in the bones of her face Of Johanna have not taken my place. Yeah, our little boy lost. He takes himself so seriously. Breaks of his misery He likes to live dangerously And when bringing her name up He speaks of a farewell kiss to me He sure got a lot of gall To be so useless and all Muttering small talk at the wall While I'm in the hall Oh, how can I explain It's so hard to get on And these visions of Johanna They'd kept me up past the dawn Inside the museums Infinity goes up on trial Voices echo this is what Salvation must be like after a while But Mona Lisa must have had the highway blues You can tell by the way she smiles 
Primitive wallflower freeze When the jelly-faced women all sneeze Hear the one with the mustache say Jeez, I can't find my knees Jewels and binoculars hang from the head of the mule But these visions of Johanna They make it all seem so cruel The peddler now speaks To the countess who's pretending to care for him Saying, name me someone that's not a parasite And I'll go out and say a prayer for him But like Louise always says You can't look at much, can you, man? And she herself prepares for him And Madonna, she still has not showed We see this empty cage now corrode Where her cape of the stage once it flowed The fiddler, he now steps to the road He writes everything's been returned which was owed On the back of the fish truck that loads While my conscience explodes The harmonicas play The skeleton keys and the rain And these visions of Johanna Are now all that remain been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org.